Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging loved one? Are you a senior searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. And now, America's Senior Care Consultant, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, your Senior Care Consultant, and I really appreciate you tuning in today. We have an excellent program with my friend in studio and special guest, Mr. Bruce Glenn. He's the owner of the Glenn Team Wealth Planning at Infinitas. And Bruce, welcome back to Senior Care Live. Thanks. Good to see you again. All right. So we're talking, first of all, how's your Thanksgiving? Was it, was it good? Absolutely. We had multiple Thanksgivings across about a eight, nine day period of time. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Several extra pounds around the waistline. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so we're, um, we're going to be talking about, and this is something that's just really, really, really super important. And it's that time of year again. It's the, it's the end of the year. I can't believe it's, we're already approaching the end of the year, but the year end checkup and review as far as, you know, obviously we're focusing on uh, financial matters and financial planning and that sort of uh, a topic. But uh, why is doing a year end review important? You know, it's kind of a psychological thing, Steve. Um, if you can trigger yourself every year to do something, whether it be on your birthday or an anniversary or the most people make a New Year's resolution, it's at least one time of the year they think, hey, I need to be checking some things up. Otherwise, people may wake up five years later than they intended to check things or make differences, and they never did do it. So it's just a psychological good time to just review and make sure you're in good shape. The challenge is a lot of people wait till New Year's Day to start, they really need to look at things before the end of the year and for a lot of different reasons. Okay. And so what are some of those reasons? Right. So, you know, I would look at, you know, in your investments, what the quality you own, um, you know, who your benefit folks are you have on your 401k, your IRAs, these type items. So there's some compliance issues, tax issues you should look at, uh, your insurances, and then, you know, fraud, uh, cybersecurity checkup. And then finally, I'd say your estate plan overall, you know, overall retirement plan and your estate plan together, the high level things you should be looking at. So that's a mouthful. I mean, that <laughs> right. that is a lot. So, um, oh boy, I have so many questions. So uh, uh, when it comes to financial plans, uh, obviously you have a lot of parts or, or potentially have a lot of parts within a financial plan. What items need the checkup? 
So I think the first thing is you really want to look at your goals. Are your goals still on track for when you want to retire or for whatever your financial goals are? And if not, do you need to tweak those a little bit or make some changes now so that you can still hit your goals? Uh, your risk level, how are you invested? Is it at the risk level you're comfortable with? Especially when we've had rocky times the last you know, 12 to 15 months in the markets, a lot of people reevaluating what their risk level is. Uh, your required minimum distributions, if you're over 72, you need to make sure you're taking a hard look at that. Um, and then on your quality of your investments, I always recommend that if you have mutual funds or ETFs, these type investments, I would, I would make sure you have, you know, good quality, you know, four, preferably five-star rated funds. And then if you're going to do some kind of a withdrawal strategy, and this is something a lot of people have a goal, hey, I need to take out this much money to buy the second home or, you know, get a travel trailer, whatever it might be. Well, if you're getting close to the end of the year, it may not be the best idea to, take it all out this year or to take it all out next year. Maybe we should look at spreading it out for tax purposes, keep you from throwing that into that higher tax bracket. So, you know, those are a few things I would, you know, double check each year, and, you know, towards the end of the year, make sure you're on track with. Okay. And obviously you need to sit down with your financial advisor to do these. I mean, I, I'm not sure if the, the average person is going to sit down and be able to review all of that and then come up with, you know, the right strategy or maybe even making changes. So if you are listening to this program, this is resonating with you and you're like, wait a minute, my financial advisor has never talked to me about a year end checkup or a year end review. Well, guess what? Maybe it's time to uh, consider your options. And if you do, I would definitely reach out to Bruce Glenn. Uh, again, the Glenn Team Wealth Planning at Infinitas. And and Bruce, you work with clients all all around the country. You're, you're located here with me in Kansas City. Right. Yeah. Uh, We're based here in Kansas City, Corporate Woods in Kansas City, but we have uh, clients across the country. Okay. So here's the phone number, and this is good, all across the country, 913 913- Five six three seven three two seven. That's nine one three five six three seven three two seven. The Glenn Team Wealth Planning at Infinitos and uh, Bruce, you would uh, you, you could offer maybe a, a second look, a second opinion, and see how it's going, and maybe shed some uh, light that uh, maybe open some eyes out there. Yeah, absolutely. Just like a medical procedure, you want to have a second opinion. We offer that complimentary. Uh, no, uh, no obligation, no, no, no pressure. Just take a good look at what you've got, and we can, if we can be of help, great. Okay, all right. I would definitely take Bruce up on that. So, uh, Bruce, what about the taxes? So, you you briefly touched on that just a a minute ago. Uh, is there anything there to review? Because taxes, I mean, that could get you in big trouble. Like you said, one move could move your tax bracket and cost you a ton of money. Absolutely, and you want to kind of you want to make sure you tie in with your CPA on your tax issues. But you know, at a high level, you know, with markets being down this year, um, and you may want to do some Roth conversion anyway. But with the markets down, it may be more financially uh, better, you know, to do it now. Personal property taxes are something I always recommend. You double check that your list of property taxes with the right items, accuracy for the courthouse, and then. Make sure your coverages are, are as good well, but I'll get into that in a minute. But um, the tax loss harvesting or tax loss harvesting is, is really a big thing because this year with the markets being down, if you have the ability to sell some items, lock in some losses, um, you know, there are some certain rules you got to be careful about. Uh, you could actually change an investment and rebuy a different investment that's, that's similar but different, and you could do it the same day, and that's fine. So you're not really out of the market or out of that particular type of an investment. 
But if you really love what you have, but you want to try and lock in a loss, then you know you need to wait 31 days before you rebuy that investment. So certain things to do, but it may give you some tax write-offs this year, and you may have some carry forward that you could do, or you may have had some before. So tax loss harvesting is certainly a thing to take a look at. Um, make it sure that the taxes you've had withheld, if you're still working, mm-hmm. make sure the amount of taxes you've withheld throughout the year are appropriate. And even if you're not working, if you've taken some distributions from your IRA accounts or your investments, make sure you've had enough taxes withheld. You don't want to get stuck with a big penalty or a big tax surprise come filing time. So there's, there's a few things there. I don't know how many business owners we may have dialed in, but if you own a business, you might want to make some decisions of buying some equipment or doing something right now. Maybe you're going to, if you're going to give your staff a bonus at, after the end of the year, well, if you think you're on track, maybe you give them the bonus or some of it ahead of time. Hmm. So again, trying to spread out some of those costs just a little bit. Um, so that's just a couple of things I would look at as far as your tax issues, but definitely get your CPA as well. And if someone wants to reach out and they say, Bruce, can you meet with us and 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 our CPA so that we have kind of this three way conversation, get our heads together? Is that something that that you can do? Absolutely, we do that. We do conference calls with the CPAs. We'll do them with the estate planning attorneys, or we'll even go out and, in some cases, meet in person with them to make sure that everybody's on the same playing you know playing field for the the right plan. Yeah. Okay. And you can obviously you can speak with folks over the phone, uh, meet with them in person. But I imagine. There's probably a, a fair amount of clients that you would meet with virtually these days. We do. We do a ton of go to meetings and Zoom, and, yeah. and um, <laughs> Zoom's actually been the meeting, uh, the news a little bit here recently. But yeah, the virtual world's still active out there. All right, thank you, COVID. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I, I think that's one of the. I think one of the one of the few positive things that came out of COVID uh, was everyone had to reinvent themselves and figure out how to communicate with each other and how to serve our clients. And it really forced everyone to turn their business into this virtual model. And I, I think that that was one of the positive things that came out of it. Yeah, I agree. It does give people a different way of convenience, but I think a lot of people are getting a little bit tired of not seeing people in person. Yeah. You know, we've, we've had some new clients who just appreciate the fact we'll still meet with people in person no matter where they're at. Yep. Yep. No, that, that is excellent. And then what about uh, benefits? Uh, should someone do a checkup on their benefits as well? Well, absolutely. And, you know, there's a couple of different things there. One is the 401k. You know, if, if, if you're still working, are you getting your full match in? Are you going to hit the limit allowed by IRS or not? Uh, if you have health insurance, make sure your drug plan and your health is in the network that you want by the providers you need it to be at. Flex account, have you funded it the right way? Are your beneficiaries correct? And then your Medicare income, think about that two-year rule on your Medicare premium may get hit, so you might want to spread things out over two years. You know, that's that's a really good point. That's a really good point because that could alter your, your, your Medicare uh, premium amount. Absolutely, and, and it's that two-year look back, and it can really hurt people. All right. You heard it, Mr. Bruce Glenn. He's the owner of the Glenn Team Wealth Planning at Infinitas. And anywhere in the country, here's the phone number. Write it down and give Bruce a call. 913-563-7327. That's 913-563-7327. Now the Senior Care Live question of the week. When doing a year-end review, charitable donations should be included in that review. Is that statement true or false? What do you think? You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. 
We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. Now the Senior Care Live question of the week. When doing a year-end review, charitable donations should be included in that review. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... True. The answer is true. And Bruce, why is the answer true? Well, there's a couple things to it. First of all, hopefully everybody out there is charitably inclined. Um, I've heard some estimates that there may be as much as a 50% reduction in a lot of charities throughout you know this year with the markets being down and a lot of economic concerns. So just in general, I think it's always good to think about giving. Um, there's ways to do this that may be a help to you. And again, you can make a decision if it's good to do it this year or next year or maybe a little bit for both years. Again, get with your CPA and see what may help you out. But when you it, when folks are 72 or older, if they have IRA money that was pre-tax, they're going to be required to do that required minimum distribution, and they're forced to move some money out of the IRA account. And uh, we talked about this uh, a couple months ago, but mm-hmm. if they can take that re- required minimum distribution and send it straight to their 501c3 and not take possession themselves, then you know the, the charitable organization doesn't have to pay taxes because they're they're non for profit. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't take possession of it, you're you're off the hook as well. So that's a better way of doing it rather than taking it, putting it in your pocket, and then sending it to them. So how many people make that mistake? Most people don't know that, that, that that's something they could do. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever heard of that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty important. It's a nice little uh, loophole that's still out there right now. So if you're 72 or older and you have a required minimum distribution and you uh, are wanting to make a charitable donation, you can save yourself the taxes on that by – naming that donation straight from your account to the nonprofit, they're not taxed because they're a nonprofit, and you're not taxed because you never took possession of that asset, that money. That's correct. And, and then it, you have to make sure that non-for-profit can receive it that way. There's, yeah. a little, there's more to it than just that, but that's, yeah. that's the, the high, high level of it. That's why he's on the program. He, he teaches us something new every single time. Mr. Bruce Glenn, owner of the Glenn Team Wealth Planning at Infinitas. If you want to reach out to Bruce and all of the excellent folks on his team, it's 913-563-7327. 913-563-7327. So, Bruce, why is it so important to review your insurance coverage? Uh, at, at this point. Right. So, you know, there's two different things, whether you're looking at life insurance or maybe long-term care insurance or your your personal property tax or property and casualty insurances. Mm-hmm. So in property and casualty insurance, it's always good to review that your coverage levels are where they need to be at and that you've got specific coverages like maybe a water you know break or a main uh, a main line break. Things like that a lot of times aren't covered if you don't know what to ask for that. Uh, but we've had a lot of price appreciation on home values. Well, if you don't have your coverage in place to cover that and you have a, a catastrophic loss, you may not be covered to replace your home. So that's really important. But more, uh, what I wanted to get into more was life insurance. So your life insurance, think of it this way. You know, when was the last time you refinanced your life insurance? Never. <laughs> exactly. You know, most people, they'll buy life insurance from a life agent, and they may never see that person ever again. Yeah. And, it, and, of course, there's two different types of insurance. You have term policy, which if it runs out, you no longer have coverage. 
or there's a permanent policy that's designed to be enforced the rest of your life. But that doesn't mean it's set it and forget it. So a lot of these policies are a variable policy, or they're also, you know, there's universals and there's a lot of different ways they can do this. But you need to make sure that the internal mechanism of funding that that permanent policy is in place and it's going to last. So think about this. Last 15 years, we've had, you know, a big two big major downturns in the markets, including right now. And we've had dramatically or historically below market values on your uh, interest rates you're receiving. Well, a lot of these policies are tied to the markets or tied to the interest rates. And so they may not be performing as they were designed to, in hmm. which case the policy could actually go into default. So what I recommend is get what's called an in-force illustration. Mm-hmm. And again, we can help folks review that. But that will give you an idea if your policy is holding up and if it looks like it is on track to continue to perform at the right level. And then the last couple of things, you know, make sure your beneficiaries are right. Life, life happens. And if you don't update your beneficiaries, a lot of times – you know, it could have somebody that's no longer even with you that's your beneficiary, and you need to make sure, or you maybe had a divorce situation. I've a seen, lot of things. I was just getting ready to say, I've seen some disasters there where that money goes to an ex spouse, and that does not go over well. <laughs> no, no. In the 401k world, the same thing. And the last thing I'd just say about the insurance is, you know, there's a price war on insurance. The companies are out there, they're trying to provide more benefits at less cost and get more market share. Well, you know, make sure that the value of what you're receiving is still, you know, effective as far as what cost you're paying for it. And the other thing is there's a lot of riders out there that are available in policies that may not have been when you bought yours. You know, there's long-term care type riders. Mm -hmm. There's accelerated death benefit type riders. There's a lot of things out there that, you know, you may be able to convert uh, into something better. But um, never, ever drop your policy until you know you've got a new new policy in hand. No, I've heard the horror stories on that one, too. Right, absolutely. Yeah. So now, what about someone who has an estate plan? Uh, do they need to review their estate plan regularly? Well, they, they absolutely do. And it's kind of the same thing we touched on a couple items. Uh, things may change. You may have some folks that you no longer, you know, we're just coming out of Thanksgiving, and maybe you're not happy with somebody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, things life happens, right? You may have lost somebody, you need to change things. You know, some common mistakes we see with estate planning is they may not have a universal HIPAA in place. Hmm. Um, they may not have up-to-date power of attorney. Uh, maybe moved, maybe uh, whatever their plan is, it was good for one state, but maybe it's not the best language for a different state. Um, your health care directives, very, very important. So I would always make sure if you have a move out of state, you check and make sure that's up to date. But I think you should review your estate plan at least every five years anyway. But think about those life changes as something that you need to address. And one thing that I see is a problem, and it tears families apart. I know I'm dwelling on the family part of it being Thanksgiving week, but um, when you set up an executor or a trustee of your trust, mm. someone's going to have to administer it for you. Make sure somebody that has the skill to do it and the time to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, just because somebody's the sharpest, you know, child doesn't mean they've got the time to do it. Yep. And maybe not the personality. And if you don't think you've got anybody that's got the right personality, you can always go with a corporate trustee or somebody that's out the attorney. A third party. A third party. Yep. And that might save your family from, from you know, hating each other the rest of their lives because we see that happen. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I would say make sure your estate plan's in good shape and all those items. I would also say uh, have the discussion with who you're assigning there and make sure they're okay with it, too. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. because they sometimes, may not want to do it. Yeah. Sometimes they're on the hook and they don't even know about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's very important because, again, the family dynamics is the thing I worry about more than anything else from a state plan is, is just make sure that your family survives you, you passing away. Okay. And then very quickly, what about credit and debts? Yeah. So that's an interesting topic because <clears throat> with credit – 
you've got you know you get a free uh, look at your credit report from the credit reporting bureaus mm-hmm. at one time per year. And you should take advantage of that. Maybe each quarter use a different one and then make sure there's nothing that's been erroneously put on your, mm-hmm. your credit or something that's not, not accurate so you can fight it. Um, debt, you know, if, if you've got some bad debt out there, and I, I call bad debt things that cost you more than 6% interest, you might want to consider paying some of those things off or at least accelerating your strategy there. Maybe, you know, take your 401k to where you're making, you're getting your free money, your match, if you have a match, mm-hmm. and maybe the rest of the money, go and attack that debt first and then come back at your retirement plan again. But, yeah. You know, big debt will, will really wipe you out in the long run. That makes sense. Mr. Bruce Glenn, owner of the Glenn Team Wealth Planning at Infinitos, 913-563-7327. And Bruce, thanks so much for being here today and happy Thanksgiving weekend. Same to you. Thanks, everybody. All right. We'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. Stick around. We'll have more with Steve coming up next. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For podcasts of the program, go to SeniorCareLive.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so I just want to talk a little bit about home for the holidays, and here we are right in the thick of it, the holiday season. And how did it get here so quickly? I remember my grandma, she used to tell me, The time seems to go by faster and faster as you get older. And I was a young college student, and I I certainly believed her, but I just couldn't relate. I was just too young. Well, Grandma, you were so right. And now I can relate. (laughs) Years and years later, I, I get it. So how was your Thanksgiving? I hope you were surrounded by family and friends and enjoyed a meal together with laughter and love. This is my favorite time of year. There's no doubt about that. You know, my wife and I, we celebrate our anniversary every year in October with a little getaway. And then we created a tradition of officially beginning our Christmas shopping at that time. And this signifies the very beginning of our holiday season. But in our family, we do not skip over Thanksgiving. No way. We host Thanksgiving at our house, and we have our families over for a big meal. And I'll tell you, I I may have shared this before, but I really enjoy cooking. And I, I just love a couple of the favorite items that I make every single year. First of all, I make my grandpa's old school dressing, just how he used to make it. And everyone absolutely loves it. And also make a a cornbread and sausage dressing that is just unbelievable. I could just eat both of those items and I would be totally happy. (laughs) Right? Can you relate with that? (laughs) And then we have the pies. Oh, my goodness. So my favorite pumpkin pie is from Tippins, and they're a Kansas City pie maker. And I'll tell you what, it is so good. Not too much spice and more on the subtle kind of custard side of things. It's just delicious. So over the years, I've perfected recreating the Tippins version of pumpkin pie. And I, I think I, I, look, it's not quite as good, but it's, it's pretty darn good. 
<laughs> and I also have some pecan pie, and my mom brings her famous apple cake. And, okay, well, now that we're talking about pies and cakes, I think I could just eat the desserts and be happy with that, <laughs> right? And maybe turkey optional, I don't know. Uh, but, yes, this is the time of year that we all get together. And families that have not seen each other for months will be gathering in person. And because of COVID, many families chose to not get together out of an, an abundance of caution and just trying to be safe. And this could be the first time together in three Years. Just think about that. 2019 would have been the last kind of, quote, normal Thanksgiving time. And as an alternative to being in person, what did we all do? We visited virtually through FaceTime and Zoom and Skype and all the things. And we also talked a lot by phone. But if you have a concern about the well-being of your elderly loved one, it's really difficult to get the full picture in a virtual setting. Now, When you're together in person, you may notice a lot of things that you totally missed online. And if that's the case, don't worry about that. I mean, that's, that's pretty normal. So, again, this is the time of year when families come together and many of them suddenly realizing there's the need for care. Then they have discussions of what to do. Then they determine their next steps. If this is you... I want to discuss your care options and the associated cost for each one of those options. According to the AARP, 90% of us want to remain independent at home, if at all possible. So if you're wanting your loved one to remain independent at home and just stay home for as long as you can, it could be as simple as this. You can organize a care team that would include family and friends. Determine when your loved one needs the the most help and then staff, I'm putting my air quotes up, staff it accordingly, meaning assign different times and days and even shifts to the people on your care team. And Most families do this, at least in the beginning stages of providing care at home. And obviously, there's no monetary cost to this as everyone volunteers their time to serve the person in need and they, and they do this out of their love for that person. But what if your family and friends care team can't provide enough care or maybe they can be there some of the time, but not all of the time that's needed? Well, you can supplement that effort with assistance from a home care provider. A home care provider helps individuals at home with basic everyday functions. And this is non-medical in-home assistance. They can be there for something as simple as just companionship. You just don't want your mom to be alone. They can also help with getting dressed, maybe do some light housekeeping. They can throw in some laundry and maybe even make some meals. They can also provide medication reminders, and they could even take your loved one to appointments or run errands with them. So whether you need them every day or just some days to supplement your efforts, this is a fantastic way to remain independent at home. Home care companies today charge anywhere from $25 per hour to $35 per hour. And let me say this, they are worth every single penny. One of the challenges is there are so many home care providers to choose from. How do you choose the right one? So here in Kansas City, I, I, last I heard, there were well over 200 home care providers. So I would like to offer you my home care provider screening tool absolutely free of charge. 
It contains 34 questions you can ask when screening home care providers. Now, I would choose your top three and then interview the three of them, ask them all the same questions, and then determine which one best fits you and your needs and works best with your family. If you're interested in that, just give us a call at 1-800-331-6445 and just request a copy. Now, all I'm going to need, I need your name and your email address, and I'll just simply email it to you at no charge. This is a super, super valuable document, and I'm happy to provide that to you if it will help you and your family. If remaining independent at home is not an option, then the next step is to consider moving to an assisted living community. The assisted living level of care provides help with your activities of daily living, including bathing, dressing, and grooming. They can help you with using the toilet and providing some incontinence support. They distribute all of your medications and provide all meals, snacks, and hydration. And there's a full slate of activities for meaningful social engagement, and doctors can see you in your apartment. Essentially, they're making a house call. The average cost of assisted living is $6,000 to $8,000 per month. Now, if you need more care than this, or if your needs are more of a medical nature, then you can move to long-term care. And this is also known by many as a nursing home. And they provide all of the support that assisted living does, as well as full medical care. And that would include some things such as diabetic management with insulin injections, pain management, wound care, tube feeding, IV therapy, catheter care, and more. The average cost of long-term care is $7,000 to $9,000 per month for a shared room, and then $10,000 to $15,000 per month for a private room. Now, if you need, i put up my air quotes again, memory care due to cognitive impairment, You can receive that type of care from both the assisted living and long-term care levels of care. But the cost of receiving memory care is usually a little higher than the general care for both of those levels of care, assisted living and long-term care. There are also other alternatives such as Home Plus, where residents receive an assisted living level of care, but that care is delivered in a ranch-style house with a capacity for up to 12 residents. And it's a great option for so many people. And the cost of Home Plus is 7000 to 9000 per month. And you could also consider adult daycare services as well. And those services would run anywhere from about 75 up to $175 per day. And if you need to move from home to a senior care community, let me say this, I would not put this off. As January and February represent the peak demand for the entire year. You can expect waiting lists and you may not be able to move into your chosen community or your preferred community. And so I'll I'll just say it again. I would act right now before the flood of thousands of people rush into the market and take up all of the inventory that's available. So don't put this off. But Steve, it's the holidays. I, I know. I know. But trust me when I say if you put it off there's a really good chance that you may not be able to get into the place you want. And if that happens, it's not the end of the world, but you're going to have to settle for another place that you don't like as well and maybe doesn't provide as good a care. And coming up next, I'll explain why the peak demand for all senior care 
is in January and February. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. To contact Steve or a guest on his show, visit SeniorCareLive.com. We'll have more coming up. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. Have a question? Visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so we're talking about the peak demand for all senior care happens every single year. You can set the clock to this thing. January and February, that's it. Every single year. And so I think a lot of people are surprised to hear that there's a cycle, kind of a business cycle, and you have an, uh, you know ups and downs as far as demand. Now, I will say that for senior care, obviously, obviously, there is always, always, always a demand. It never drops off uh, too hard. Okay, but if I, if I drew a picture of this, I think I actually have a picture of this on my website at SeniorCareConsulting.com. But just think of a, a little bit of a crooked cereal bowl. So we have the peak demand at January and February, and then it starts to, and we're going to the right, right? So it starts to tail off a little bit, and then it drops down to the trough. It's not a hard, like a bell curve. It's more just like a, like a cereal bowl kind of curve into a little bit of a lull in June, July, and August. So that's the bottom of the cereal bowl. And then as we head into the fall, it starts getting colder and colder. Then it starts to slowly increase to the end of the year, and then boom. It pops up January and February. And a lot of people, again, are really surprised to hear that or learn that. So we have two driving factors that cause peak demand for all senior care in January and February. So first of all, I just talked about this in the last, in the last segment. So we have families gathering and we have these new realizations like, holy cow, I had no idea that mom wasn't doing so well or dad had us fooled on Skype or on FaceTime. But now that we're here with him, oh, wow, this is a much different picture. We had no idea. We're going to have to consider you know, assisted living or long-term care or memory care. So I call that part of this peak demand newly realized pent-up delayed demand because we're here let's say we're here for thanksgiving like we're at right now thanksgiving weekend what do we all do unless it's a crisis and you have to move right away you have to make some quick decisions and get to get to going what do we all do at this time of the year we postpone everything until what after the holidays that's right after the holidays we kick the can down the road. That's always kind of driven me crazy because if I need to get something done, it would be rare for me to kick the can unless it just wasn't very important. But if it was something really important to me, it does not get postponed. It gets dealt with and taken care of. Maybe that's just me, but I would say the fast, I, I, that's not typical. <laughs> I would say the, the majority of folks, unless it's a crisis, they kick the can and they put that off till after the first. So again, newly realized, OMG, we need to do something. We had no idea. Pent up, delayed, let's do this after the first, get through the holidays. 
pent-up delayed demand for senior care. So that's part of it. But then the other part of it is just a natural increase, a spike. So in January and February, it's cold. Oh, my goodness, it's cold. We've already had some really cold temperatures here in the Midwest, but uh, everyone's cold in January and February, coldest months of the year. And you have people falling on the ice and fracturing a hip, needing a hip replacement, then need to go to long-term care, skilled nursing and rehab to get four to six to eight weeks of rehabilitation therapy. So that's part of the demand. We have a natural uptick in flu, which is going on right now. Let me say this, the flu numbers that I'm seeing Holy cow, they are off the charts, and we're nowhere near the peak of flu season. This could be, this could really be catastrophic, actually. I have some theories on why that is. But obviously, at least initially, from what I can see, that flu shot doesn't seem to have uh, very good efficacy. I guess the jury's still out. We'll see what happens over the entire flu season, but the flu is just rocking and rolling right now and it's and it is just getting started so this could be a severe flu season and then oh don't forget about you know pneumonia and all sorts of other again just illness that happens in the winter and we can't get, can't forget about our old friend covid it's still hanging around don't forget about me look at me i'm covid don't forget about me right so you take that natural increase in demand And you add that to that over the holidays, that newly realized pent up delayed demand and boom, Katie barred the doors. It is, it's insane. I am so tuned into this. I can almost feel like theoretically, like I put my ear to the ground and I can almost feel the ground shaking. Everyone kind of wakes up after the winter slumber after the first and about the 7th, 8th, 9th, about 10th of January, it's like everyone wakes up, they got that first week under their belt, and they're like, okay, let's get out and let's find a place. Boom. And you can just, I can hear, I can just feel the ground almost rumbling with people entering the market and overwhelming home care companies and and, and renting all of the apartment space in assisted living communities and taking up all the beds in long-term care communities. It happens every single year. And this year, with the really bad flu season or beginning of the flu season and the high numbers, this, this could be even, even a higher demand than normal, okay? So what happens if you put it off? And after the first of the year, we'll get out, you know, January, February, kind of look around for a place and we'll get moved after that. Well, what's going to happen is, and I've already talked about it previously, you are going to encounter waiting lists. Now, you may get lucky and you may find a place that has a spot or two open, but I would absolutely not count on that. So what I'm coaching my clients and I'm having a lot of people call me at Senior Care Consulting. They're like, you know what? We didn't realize that this was an issue. We were wanting to move mom or dad or mom and dad after the first of the year, but we're kind of going to be picky here. We want the best place available. We don't want to be on a wait list to wait for two or three or six or nine or 12 months. So let's get out and let's do this right now. So we're working uh, with many clients right now with, again, with my firm, Senior Care Consulting. We're getting out. We're doing our homework proactively. 
then we're putting our name on the list so that we can move after the first of the year. Maybe we're third on the list, but if we wait till the middle of January, first part of February, we might be 23rd on the list, and that is just not going to (laughs) work. So if this has caught your attention, if this is resonating with you, Give us a call at Senior Care Consulting. We'd be happy to offer you a free consultation and visit with you about your needs and let you know how we can help you proactively find the right fit and the best place available for your loved one at 913-945-2800, 913-945-2800 or online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. All right, I'm Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.